The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in. Streaks in. Touchdown. Parsons has second. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. Go! Go! Dallas Cowboys! It is a victory Monday here at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys have dismantled the Los Angeles Rams by a score of 40 Three to twenty. Ooh, that makes you feel good when you wake up in the morning. Sounds so good. And, uh, also a uh, a forty burger. Oh, it, you know it is a forty burger. It is a forty burger. I, I had to wear the water burger sponsored uh, Dallas you. Cowboys polo today. You know, in tradition, I guess we're doing that all year since I accidentally did it after the uh, Giants game. So oh. here we are. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. I see what you, did. you fell into that one, but this yeah, time yeah. it was actually planned. Yeah, it was out. purposeful. All right. Well, yeah. Isaiah Stanback here with Nick Harris. We are uh, expecting Mr. Ky Kyle Yeomans coming in uh, hot. But it is a great Monday. It's always good to wake up to a victory. Uh, you were in the building. You yeah. were in the building. What what was the feeling in the building after the first drive? We're not going to talk about the first drive right now, but after the first drive, how did it feel? I'll tell you this: <laughs> after those first uh, three plays, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh damn, this is going to get this is going to get a little shaky, especially with Tyron Smith out. I mean, they had gotten a, a three sacks in a hurry, and uh, fortunately, that one was called for illegal contact, kind of a controversial call. Mm. And it's actually probably the biggest call you could ever point at from a first drive standpoint because uh, they ended up driving down the field. Dak was just surgical, not only on that drive but the entire day, and uh, was able to get a touchdown drive and how about Fergie going up and grabbing it Fergie man we've been talking about it getting these tight ends involved in the, in, this, in the same way and also these tight ends taking that next step and while we maybe haven't seen it from the rest of the group completely yet we saw a little bit of Schoon yesterday but Jake Ferguson really took it upon himself yesterday yeah. and that seam route man he beat the linebacker from the jump and he was able to get open in the end zone went up high and brought it down it was it was good to see it was awesome uh, I know that there's been some troubles in the past in terms of red zone woes but those guys went out there and it was able to connect on it finally uh, Fergie was able to reel that thing in and that seemed like that might have been the the, the launching pad for him in terms of his ability to be able to start, start scoring more touchdowns down there in the red zone but going back to predictions well, I'm Back on Friday, you and I both predicted, I believe, that the Cowboys were going to win this game. Yep. I predicted to be a little bit close. I had it at 21-17, I believe. Yep. Um, what what did you have it? Uh, I had it at 31-17. 31-17. Yeah, I, I feel like it would be a healthy margin, two scores. Okay. Um, but I, I think Kyle was probably the most spot yeah, on of all he of us. He was like, yeah, he, I think he said 41-17, <clears throat> so I think he was the closest. and He definitely he definitely got it right. But, I, I mean, it makes sense. And I'm, I'm glad we were able to look at the matchup and see yeah. a hole in the secondary for the Rams, uh, see an opportunity. On, on the outsides of the defensive line to be able to try and make some things happen in the flats. And we saw all those things happen. Yeah. And I, I think what you could take away most positively is that Dak was just, he was on. It, it was yeah. the best game he's had all season. And that, well, that's the second week in a row we've been able to say that, or second game in a row, rather. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, there's, there's a lot of positives to take out, not many negatives. Absolutely. You talk about Dak Prescott, 25 for 31, 304 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. had a Four Q- tutties. Four tutties. Had a QB rating of 133 don't forget the point seven. Yeah. Okay. One hundred thirty-three point seven. So again, like you mentioned, coming off of the Chargers game, uh, he did relatively well, and then he just continued to build upon that. Do you feel 
that this offense is starting to finally get their mojo. The mojo moment is just kind of yeah. starting to be a little bit more elongated as he's got the season goes on. You know, that's funny you say that because as I was driving home yesterday at a healthy 5.30 p.m., I was... Uh, oh, I, I feel was, good? It felt fantastic. <laughs> I, I settled in and I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch Sunday yeah. Night Football. And then I turn it on and it's Chargers and Bears and it's already like 23-0. Mm. And you yeah. know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch basketball <laughs> instead. And I had a great time watching basketball. But uh, whenever I was driving home, I was like, I, I want to ask the guys tomorrow. And I'll probably wait for Kyle before we get too deep into it, but I'll kind of address it a little bit. Do you feel confident with his offense? And I, I think I think there's something you could take away from that, um, just because of the timing between Dak and CD, Dak and Brandon Cooks, Dak and Jake Ferguson, mm. it was all there. I think the only thing that I'm like I'm I'm hesitant on before I cross that bridge okay. of being confident is a healthy run game. But I will say we saw a lot more creativity in the yes. run game yesterday. There was draws, counters, yep. uh, pulling guys, veers. I, I want to see a lot more of that, and I think they were setting up Pollard and healthy positions yeah. I think once you get Tyron Smith back that probably helps it a little bit uh, kind of help cur- turn that curve a little bit but overall man uh, the creativity in the offense it, f- it felt like they were working on something during the bye week and Mike McCarthy found it a little bit I think he went in his bag I, re- I referred to it on the post-game show as uh, as coach McCarthy going into his door bag you know for those yeah. of you that watch Nickelodeon <laughs> uh, he went to his door backpack uh, it seems like this offense is starting to expand right and we talked about this earlier in the season in terms of how it's going to take a little bit of time and yeah, it's a, it's a new offense you know I don't get Kellen Moore was there you know coach McCarthy was in the building together but once once Kellen Moore left and went down to the Chargers this is now a completely different offense you might be able to carry over some of the same language you know some of the same formations but in, in actuality these guys have to adjust and the coaching staff has to adjust to how these guys are going to play. You have to find who your playmakers are. You have to find how to create matchup uh, issues. You have to find out how to have leverage advantages. So I feel as if they're starting to figure this thing out. And you don't hear people complaining of, as much about this West Coast, you know, Texas Coast offense anymore yeah. because you're starting to open things up. The routes haven't changed. The routes are exactly yeah, the same. Absolutely not. The concepts are the same. Those haven't changed, but what has changed is that Coach McCarthy, how he has approached these games, formations, right? How he line up, the shifts, the pre-snap motions, the utilization of different personnel groupings. All those things are changing within the established offense already, and you're starting to see the productivity of it going forward. Going, Looking at this game from 30,000 feet, would you be – which third of the game are you most proud of and which third of the game are you most impressed by? Um, shoot. I, I think they would both, uh, they, they do have different yeah, answers. I was yeah. about to say it was probably the same answer, but it is a different answer. I'm going to go with the first third being the most um, impressed by, okay. uh, just because it was a it was kind of a regurgitation of what we saw against New England. It was an offensive touchdown, Deron Bland pick six, or just a defensive touchdown. Correct. And then it was the block block punt, yeah. getting the safety, and all of a sudden it's 33-3. Like yep. You look up in a hurry. Complimentary ball. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and it's 33-3. Correct. I was probably most impressed by that. What I was most proud of was probably the final third of the game, because you saw the Rams go into the half with a touchdown drive and then come out of the half with a touchdown drive and all of a sudden you look up it's 11 minutes in the third quarter and it's two possession game and I'm telling Patrick Walker next to me I'm like look man like it's it's not over yeah. like I understand there's a lot of confidence here it's not over they need to go make a stop and, and get points back on the board and that's exactly what they did and then they put their their uh, foot to the pedal and it was over from there so um I 
I'm most proud of that specifically mm-hmm. because Mike McCarthy was still aggressive in yep. that final third. And, you know, it depends on how you kind of view be, having a big lead and, and wanting to do things philosophically, offensively. You know, do you want to just hand the ball off to, to Tony Pollard and let him get 25, 30 carries and, and let run out the clock? But maybe, yeah. you know, it kind of shortens the game a little bit and gives the Rams a couple more opportunities. Or do you still stay aggressive and put points on the board? And that they were still aggressive and put points on the board. In a game where it was a blowout from the very start, Tony Pollard only had 12 carries so mm. I, I think that's a that's a really big testament to two things one positive and one negative the one positive being yeah. the pass game was phenomenal they were able to rely on it the one negative being it's that the running game is still not that efficient it's still 3.9 yards a carry yesterday yeah. so uh, maybe maybe a little bit of things you could go back to the drawing board and you know for me I want to get a bell cow running back at the trade deadline <laughs> that would be awesome or just make an acquisition there Jerry Jones did say after the game yesterday that it doesn't look like anything's going to happen before the deadline We'll see. Um, mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, but um, I don't know. That's just kind of how I view the running game right now specifically. You brought up the trade deadline. That comes tomorrow at, was it, 3 p.m. Eastern? Somewhere 4 p.m. <laughs> I think. Something like that, yeah. Okay, so the trade deadline uh, is fastly approaching. Uh, you said that Coach Jerry Jones did not feel as if anything was going to happen. Now that might be some gamesmanship there. Yeah. It might be a little, little smoke and mirrors. But we really don't know. Yeah. But if there was a move after this game last, yesterday, I can't say last night. I'm so used to saying Yeah, last me, too. Night. me too. After yesterday's <laughs> midday game. Yesterday morning. Yeah, yesterday like morning. Yeah, it felt like it, right? <laughs> um, if you still had wanted to add a piece to this, uh, to this team, would it be on the offensive side of the ball? Or would it be on the defensive side of the ball? I think I would still go offensive side. I I understand the concerns that people have at corner. I don't have the same concerns, but I understand them, and I think they're very valid. It's a a valid debate. Meaning that if something were to happen to a Gilmore or Deron Bland. Anybody. Yeah, anybody, Anybody. really. Or uh, people not being as confident in Jordan Lewis, which I think he proved yesterday, hey, I'm still here. Uh, You look at what Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua did lined up against Jordan Lewis yesterday, wasn't much. I think Cooper Cup had four receptions for 21 yards off the top of my head. Yep. Uh, Yeah, on 10 targets. Four on 10 targets for 21 Pukunakua, three receptions on seven targets for 43 yards. Yeah, by far the the worst efficiency that that pass game has seen all season. And Stafford getting hurt probably played a part in that, but it wasn't like they started off great anyway. Um, But if I had to choose one one piece, I would put it on the offensive side of the ball. You know, I really wanted a running back if you had asked me on like Friday. Uh But depending on how this Chuma Idoga injury looks, depending on how this Tyron Smith injury looks, do you potentially look forward to getting an offensive lineman at the deadline? But also, Mm. Jerry Jones was asked specifically about offensive line. He was like, everyone's looking for starting offensive linemen or depth at the offensive line in this league. It's going to be really difficult to find. So I, I think if push comes to shove, you try to make a move at the deadline for either either an offensive lineman or a running back. And if you can't make either of them happen, go get Leonard Fournette. You know, okay. that's that's me. That's me, GM. Nick Harris, GM. I'm Nick. not the GM, obviously. <laughs> you want to go get LF. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, looking at it from the from the standpoint of what aspect of the game I felt was more impressive, I feel as if the defensive unit stepped up more than anybody. It, as impressive as offense was, as yeah. impressive as Dak Prescott was, being 20, you know, have an 80% completion rate, which is absolutely insane for those that are not familiar with that. Um, 70% is impressive. Oh, we got a special guest appearance coming in. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Well, hello. Everybody give it up for dun 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 Looking like Kanye with the shades coming Yeah, I see you. So we're talking about Different aspects of the game that you're most impressed by is offense, defense, special teams, right? So Brandon Aubrey obviously tying 
the the record for yeah. the beginning of his career for yeah. most field goals Knocking made. through a 58-yarder, too? It. Drilled it. So 18 for 18 been now. good from 65 yards. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a dude. Quick thing on him. We talked to him post-game, and um, he's – He's. I don't know if it's he actually believes it or not. It it, it doesn't matter because it's working. But he's like, I'm not a huge fan of history. I'm not paying attention to the record. I'm just going out there and kicking. Nice. Whether I believe that or not, yeah. he did say he was like, it's so it's so serious that like everybody in my life knows about it. Like, don't talk about it. Yeah. That my family has a group chat without me, and then a group chat <laughs> nice. with me. And uh, he's like, that that group chat is where they can talk about all that stuff. And then then this chat, they're just like, hey, good game, buddy. What are we having for dinner tonight? So sure. <laughs> it's important because noise is. I I, I can I can. <clears throat> noise is like water, right? Like, you could try to block it out, but, like, eventually it's yeah. going to start trying to seep yeah. in a little bit, right? So, like, when you're on a, a positive path and you're starting to – you find you found your groove, you're doing your job effectively, like, you don't want to hear about all the what-ifs and if you continue to do this, this will happen. Like, just, 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 shh. Just let me do my job. Yeah. Right? If it happens, it happens. It'll be awesome. I'm not going to be mad about it. But, like, don't make me uber aware of it, right? Because I want to just focus on kicking that dog on ball. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with special teams yeah, yesterday. Buddy. I heard you ask the question uh, on the way in. I was listening. I was at the eye doctor for everybody wondering. Mm. I scheduled a 7 a.m. So you're not just trying to look cool? No, no. Oh. My eyes are dilated like crazy. That's why you Everything's got the Armani shades super on. bright. Yeah. The yeah, Oakley shades. Got it all checked up. We're all good. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's great. I just I, I saw a complete game yesterday, and I couldn't believe what I saw. So oh. I had to get my eyes checked. Oh, ah. wow. See what you do there. I Bye. thought about that on the way in. That was the only thing I I could think I of. wore this for you too, by the way. I saw that. Yeah, the water burger, forty, 40 burger. burger, baby. Let's go. Yeah, how about that? Who who called that forty burger? Mm, we were here. I know you already we, hit it. Yeah. You already hit it. We gave you credit. I just wanted to. Just you you should have been here for it. Sorry. I know. I should have been here. <laughs> uh, I was most impressed with the special teams as as a whole. Uh, the most impactful, I thought, was the offense. The way that the offense mm. was able to work down the field and the way that they were able to to move the ball, get the weapons involved. That's where I was most, uh, what was most impactful, okay. but I was more impressed by Cavante Turpin, the punt block, the, the way that Brandon Aubrey handled his business. I mean, special teams was nearly perfect and helped you, uh, helped you in that game, put you in position to win. Uh, even whenever it got a, a little bit tighter, I'm not going to say tight, but yeah. when it got within two scores late, uh, it was within two scores because the special teams had pretty much handed you. 10 points Correct. at that point on the board. So I was I was most impressed with the special teams, but by far the most impactful was the offense, and I'm, I'm happy to see that. And I, I think there is a confidence growing in the way that this offense is run. Yeah. I am most impressed by the special teams unit. Yeah. right. I'm, I'm most impressed by the special teams unit because those guys, you know, obviously you're missing Goodwin. That's, that's your ace. Um, but you're able to now have a Wanye Thomas have his have come back into the game. He obviously had a, a big impact on this entire unit, the confidence of the unit, right? The effectiveness, right? The execution. Um, Kamate Turpin doing what he does. You got Dorrance Armstrong going there and being the man that takes away the the guys who are actually responsible for blocking Sam Williams, allowing him to go out there and get the block, right? It's all complementary ball, and the special teams is such a unit um, that has to be super cohesive. Everything has to go right in order for you to even have a small window of opportunity so most impressed by them um, I would say most impactful for me I know you said offense and this is that's why I raised a question I think it's defense mm. I think the fact that you you came into the game only allowing 177 yards receiving per game that was that's impressive by itself but then you take two that one of the best dual units 
in terms of receiver position in the game of football in Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup right now, statistically, that's what the stats say. You're able to negate both of those guys to collectively 64 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, look at the completion yeah. percentage, too. Yeah. That just horrid. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, it's, that's, it's, that's, it's exactly what you wanted against that yeah. passing. And you had to, right? Because yeah. you knew that their running game was questionable because they are they're rotating running backs trying to figure things out. So the one thing that they always rested sure upon was the receivers, right? Pukunakua, Cooper Cup, those guys, that, that combination of those guys, we broke down in film room, coupled that with, with Sean McVay and how creative he is, and you're able to negate that. Yeah. And completely shut that down. And once you're able to shut those guys down, they had no running game to lean on. And then once the game gets out of hand, now guess what? Now you have to pass. And then you can become more aggressive in terms of pressing these guys, putting hands on them now, allowing yeah. them off the line of scrimmage, let your defense, uh, defensive line go to work, and that's exactly what they started to do. What was your uh, takeaway from the way that the weapons got involved on offense? Because it wasn't just C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb helped set the table. And, of course, his, I mean, his stat line was nuts. Uh, 12 receptions on 14 targets, 158 yards, the two touchdowns, sixth multi-touchdown game of his career. Uh, but it was it was Jake Ferguson. It was Brandon Cooks. It was at one point even Luke Schoomaker. It felt like guys got involved a little bit more so uh, to the point where Dak was relying on his weapons to make some plays, and, and that helped open things up. Yeah. One last note on CD: career high in receptions and receiving ah, yards. So that's uh, that's big time. Um, yeah, I, I was mentioning with Isaiah the creativity in the offense. It, fa- it, it kind of feels like they worked on something over the bye week, and there was some new things thrown onto the table. And I feel like we're starting to really ingest what this offense is completely and how it can kind of change as, as the weeks go by. And that's I think that's what's really fluid about a West Coast offense specifically. Since it is so simplistic, you can throw in a lot of things and it not really throw the entire system out of order. You know, you can have aspects thrown in like, hey, let's let's integrate this end around to Brandon Cooks. We saw that a couple weeks ago. Or, mm-hmm. hey, let's let's integrate the, this specific route package with C.D. Lamb and, and Brandon Cooks. It's routes they already know how to run because they run them on different plays in the system. But like, let's just com, com, Combinize, combo, combine, combine. Thank you. (laughs) Combine them. I was here with you. I was taking that ride with you, sir. I was like, (laughs) I was taking that ride. Combine them together. It was was quite a ride. (laughs) It was a roller coaster. (laughs) Let's combine them together and see what offensive production can come out of it. We saw a lot of that yesterday, and I I think the 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 point that you can look at the most was the Jake Ferguson seam route because of the routes that were around him. Everything was pushed out and it isolated him with that linebacker, and he had that first step with the linebacker all the way. So. yeah, a lot of creativity and isolating pass catchers, and I, yeah. I, I think it, it re- resulted in the 25 for 31, 304-yard day from mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. There's a lot to go into this performance because all three phases were able to to combinize yes, uh, and, and put together yeah. a phenomenal Cole matchup Webster's. against the Los Angeles Rams. When we come back, I want to talk about the defensive side of the football uh, a little bit more. Isaiah alluded to it. Are they the ones that still set the tone? For this team, how did they look on Sunday? And is it enough confidence to give you a little bit more confidence Mm. going up against the team that you face in week nine? When we come back right after this with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. 
When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Had mine. I tried Question. to. Is yes. this a super trusted super team? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Ah. I just want to throw that out there. Though. No. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not super trusted. Well, I think the trust took a step in the right you direction. Gotta sure. You got to wait a week. Yeah. Ask, and, me, ask me next Monday for if, sure. If. If they take care of business this week, it will take another big leap. Uh, I, I still don't know if I'm there yet. I, I don't. And that's kind of what I, where I wanted to lead into this second segment is uh, a lot of eyewash. We talk about eyewash from a play-calling standpoint, right? Move, movement, motion, misdirection, things of the sort from an offensive play-caller to throw a defense off balance. It feels like this game was eyewash. For the Cowboys, a little, just a little bit of a distraction, not specifically in the locker room, but just from a confidence standpoint. Hey, we got through a tough one against the Chargers. Great. Got the bye week, rested up, took it to the to the L.A. Rams, really put 43 on the board again. A score gami, by the way, first time in an NFL game it's been 43 to 20. But then you take away that and you go into this week with a, okay, we're ready for the for the Eagles mindset. I, I don't know if I'm there yet from a Cowboys fan standpoint. You want them to have that mindset. You want them to be confident going into this matchup. But based off of what you saw yesterday, does it change your thinking at all going into the Week 9 matchup against the Eagles? You're talking about confidence specifically? Just confidence yeah, specifically. Yeah, it does. It does because you saw – I wrote about it in five takes last night. And typically in wins like this that we've had this season, you look at the Giants game, you look at the Jets game, and you look at the Patriots game. Uh, what was similar in all of those wins was a blowout, but what, what also was similar was that the defense set the tone. Mm-hmm. This time it was the offense setting the tone, and they carried the tone throughout the game. And when the defense was having a lapse in the final five minutes of the second quarter and the first five minutes of the third quarter, they picked it right back up and found that momentum and, and put the uh, put the door away. You know, um, So that gave me a lot of confidence going into Philly next week. They're going to need that. And I, I know we're going to talk about it a ton this week, and I'm really excited to. But there's a really good opportunity that if you go and you win in 
Philadelphia on Sunday night, you're not only in a good position in the division, you're in a good position in the conference because mm-hmm. now the San Francisco 49ers are heading into their bye week five and three. Um, you still have the Seahawks and Lions on your schedule. So, you know, you control your own destiny for the, the, the most the most facets. Yeah. What do you think? My mind's telling me no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I, my body. <laughs> I would like to say yes, but the, it's a no for me. I don't yeah. think. You don't have any more confidence from after yesterday? I have more confidence. I don't have more confidence in regards to the opponent that is coming up. Mm. So I have more confidence in the offense. I have more confidence in the defense. I have more confidence in the special teams unit. But in terms of where you need to be strong at, Versus the opponent that you're facing is the running game. That does, my, I, I didn't gain any confidence in that aspect of the game, right? So even though holistically, as those units, those gain more confidence, right? Their their attributes. They're, if you're looking at a video game, right, and you're trying to build up your all Madden team, you know everything went up. I still don't think that they got stronger where they need to be strong, right? I feel like if you want to be successful against the, the Eagles, which they have a whole week to figure this out, yep. I think that you have to establish a running game. I still don't believe that the Dallas is a drop back and pass team. Not taking away anything that they did yesterday, but your last two opponents that you faced, that the the coverage that those teams played primarily recover four. So those are off coverages, very you know playing off and no no press really, hardly any man to man. So like it made it easier to be successful from the passing standpoint. That's not taking away the fact that they were still productive. You still have to go out there and execute. But those defensive schemes, your last two games, were probably the easier schemes that you were going to face uh, this season. So I did not gain confidence in that regard, but I do love the fact that they were able to continue to build upon their their execution, continue to build upon you know their confidence. Because you, the reality is you have a bunch of men in this locker room that are trying to build confidence in this offense. Yeah, and they're trying to figure things out. The defense side of the ball, I know we're supposed to be talking defense. The defense side of the ball, like they they know who Dan Quinn is. They don't have any question marks about his system. They don't have any question marks about where they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to be doing, their assignments. Oh well, I did this and it didn't work. Like they have enough enough things to recollect on to say, oh okay, I still trust that what we're doing is is, is what we should be doing. Yeah, offensively, you do something wrong. You look at the first series, sack, sack, sack gets called off. Like you're like. Crap, man! Like, what the heck? You know what I'm saying? It's not like, hey, let's go. Okay, steady, steady to you know, steady the ship. We're gonna be good. It's like you, you literally have a question mark in your head. Like, man, is this system what we're supposed to be doing? And so, until you get that out of your head, until you have enough reps and enough games under your belt to to rest assured in what you're doing is the right thing to be doing. I don't have that that bold of confidence just yet. But going back to what Nick just talked about, this might be the first game where you might have had that wake-up moment where you said, okay, maybe this is working. Yep. Maybe this is what we need to do because you finally saw what the offense could do. You finally got the chance to see, even if it's just a glimpse and it's against the simple defense, like mm-hmm. you said, I completely agree with that, that take. It, it still got it done. And you still had the offense set the tone and win you a football game. They would have won the football game, I think, either way, because all three units played well. But the offense was the most impressive and the most impactful in this win specifically. So do you do you believe so you don't believe that that was enough to finally solidify things on offense. I, and I, I think for me, I'm not asking you to be 100 percent confident. No, for sure, for sure. No, I, I don't just nor say, is that even I, a thing. I, no, yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying. I I do I gain confidence in this team. I gained confidence in all three facets of the game. 
I gain more confidence defensively than I gain offensively, to be honest with you. Interesting. Reason being is because they were able to shut down two really good freaking receivers and a really good offensive coordinator. Yeah. They shut that down. That's impressive yeah. to me, right? It's, Less than 100 yards on both. And absolutely amazing. It's yeah. also, I mean, rushing-wise, they were held underneath 100 yards absolutely. total on the yeah. ground. Second straight game that they've done something against a decent running attack. I'm not saying the Rams were the Chargers, no. but Austin Eckler didn't have anything against the Cowboys. Facts. And neither did the Rams as a team yeah. running the football. I've gained more confidence in this defense this year. I already had high standards for this defense, but I continue to gain more confidence in them because they have been shutting down offenses. Yeah. And that's important because what do you fear about most teams that you're going to play? Most teams, you fear their offense, okay? Now, obviously, this week's a little bit different, but most teams, you fear their offense. You have to be able to shut down their ability to score points. And if you could shut down teams' abilities to score points, then you improve your percentages in trying to win ball games. So I don't want to take anything. I don't want to come across, you know, I'm just, I'm, I dive into the film and I don't want to take anything away from this victory nor the Chargers' victory, but offensively, these schemes that they have faced over these last two games are is, is about as simple as you can ever imagine. Now, the Chargers had a great uh, personnel groupings, mm-hmm. but their scheme on defense sucks, <laughs> right? And it makes no sense why they should be at the bottom of the league in terms of in terms of defensive production because they have the personnel. Yeah. But, okay, whatever. That's what you're playing. We'll take advantage of it. They did so. Now you play against the Rams. Raheem Morris is a really good defensive coordinator, but he what he's putting out there because of the personnel that he has sucks. So... Take advantage of it, and they did that, right? Yep. They, they showed up, and they executed, and it's not our fault. That's what you want to run. We're still going to score points on it, but it's going to be more challenging. And I'm not even just talking about the Eagles. I'm talking about other defenses. No doubt. Te- teams that play, that start messing things, you know, messing around with their coverages, like Arizona, they mess around with their coverage. They didn't even have all their personnel, but their scheme caused Dallas problems. We started talking about press man and having to get off the ball. And, you know, one week you hear people talking about, oh, the receiver, our receivers can't get any separation. And then you play a cover four team. And it's like, oh, man, we're killing it. CD's killing it. Yeah, he killed it on the stat line, but the scheme is completely different. Right, so now you have to show up against a team that's going to play man, that's going to play three, that's going to play four, that's going to play six, that's going to play eight. They're going to be mixing things up every single snap, and Even Dax, sometimes after the snap, absolutely. And Dak's going to have to decipher what the coverage is. The, the receivers are going to have to get off the ball and win one-on-one matchups. And this is going to be a great test for these guys. And then check with me on Monday about where I am at yep. in terms of confidence because that's going to be more of what I considered a high-level challenge yeah i understand your reasoning a lot yeah. more now and i i think that's a valid case um I, I think just for me offensively even in the blowout wins that we've seen the offense be quote-unquote efficient the the negatives that we were taking away from those games that we knew was going to mm-hmm. plague this team against really good teams you didn't really see that as much yesterday but i, th- I think i think both cases are, are legit there because offensively Red zone was working. Yep. Uh, multiple weapons got involved. Creativity was back integrated. We've seen so much play under center from Dak Prescott this yeah. season, and it felt like that was dialed back quite a bit. We saw more motion yep. get integrated back in. So that's what makes me confident. Absolutely. But I, I think there's, I think that's a lot of. I, I think that really speaks to what we can go into in Philadelphia this week, knowing that there is confidence to take away on both sides of the wall. Yeah. One thing that gives me confidence too is the fact that Dak. We talked about it after the Chargers game. Dak used his legs to buy time. Yep, he it was a necessity in the Chargers yeah. game. The Rams game, I don't necessarily think it was a necessity outside of maybe the first couple drives because it, it was a necessity on the first drive. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get away all of them. What uh, happened on the first drive? Yeah, you know, there's a couple sacks and a, a penalty called back, a little legal contact. Ninety nine. Yeah, he was. What nuts. was the conversation about him? If he's still a dude, or he's not? still a dude. Okay. I never said he wasn't. I didn't dude. say anybody's <laughs> names. I said no names, Kyle. I said. 
I, I'm just you saying you weren't the only one me. in the building. There were side conversations. <laughs> it's okay, Nick. You can say that Aaron Donald's not that good anymore. Just say it with your chest. I didn't okay? say that, people. Just going where I'm st- <laughs> still <laughs> continuing with where I was going. Uh, Dak Prescott didn't necessarily need to move. But he did yep. against the Rams, and yep. it opened things up. C.D. Lamb's second touchdown grab because of the rollout from Dak Prescott. The way that you're able to extend plays, got it downfield. You got a couple of completions to Michael Gallup, a couple to Brandon Cooks. You talked about the motion, pre-snap, movement, fluidity, natural movement is what I've seen from the offense, not just one week, but the last two weeks. And that's something I don't think we saw at any point in the first five weeks, even in the midst of some of those blowouts. It's the way that they got to the point of 43-20 to 20 this week, as opposed to what they did in the future, or in the past, with their, their last blowouts. Yeah, I agree. So, with that being said, there's a lot on the line for Philadelphia, and there's always going to be that San Francisco Week 5 matchup in the back of your head. If you do have a perfect week and you defeat Philadelphia, does that erase all? No. Not all? No. And is that a good thing that it erases just part of yes. that week five you need loss? To, you need to remember. You, yeah. need, you need Pain is a great teacher. Pain is a great teacher. And you need that pain. Why do you think guys sit out there and watch the Super Bowl celebrations when, after they lose games? After they lose the Super Bowl, they, sit, they, they want to remember that. They want to feel I don't want to just see it. I want to feel. It's no different than music, right? The reason why you put a sound system in your car is not so that you can hear the music louder. You want to feel the music, right? I want to feel that music. You know ball. Absolutely, right? So <laughs> it's important that you feel those pain points. Right? Everybody's talking about the 49ers. Oh, you know, the 49ers are going down. And, yeah, they, they've they been exposed a little bit. And some of the things we talked about in terms of pump your brakes on Purdy, right, some of those things are being exposed. But does it change up how they match up against you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It doesn't change up how they match up against you. They Where they are strong at, you still have problems with. So you still have to handle those problems. And you're going to face a team this weekend that's going to give you opportunity to look at it comparison-wise and say, you know what? This team is strong where the 49ers were strong. So guess what? This is an opportunity for us to see how we how we match up against that style of, of personnel. And then if I once we take care of that, then maybe guess what? Okay. Yeah, I could look at it. Okay, this is very similar. This is very similar. Personnel is very similar. Schemes very similar. Okay, I might have a little bit more confidence next time we face those cats. Absolutely, right? But you still have to go out there and check these boxes every single week. And I don't want to erase the pain. No, you if you beat the Philadelphia Eagles this, this coming week, you're still pissed off you lost to Arizona. You're still yeah. pissed off that you got blown out by San Fran. Like you need that because if you face the 49ers again, right? Or the dog on Cardinal somehow figure things out, which I don't think is possible. But or the Eagles yeah, again, yeah, or the Eagles. You, you will, you will see the Eagles again. If you win this game, you still got to face those cats again, right? Yeah. If you lose this game, you got to face those cats again. So like, you can't get all high and mighty on yourself. It is, it is literally a week by week thing, and and fans. Y'all could turn up all day long. Y'all could talk all the mess you want to. The locker room's a whole nother monster. And you have to live week by week, assignment by assignment, personnel by personnel. If one team loses to another team, it should not give you any confidence about the, about going out there and facing that same team because they they line up against you differently than they line up against the other opponent. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, gosh, I had a talking point and it just completely escaped my mind. Um, good. Oh, if you go into Philadelphia it, as the Cowboys and you come out with like a forty-two to nothing victory, not going to happen. Not going to happen. But let, let's say you go in I, like a forty-two I would to buy nothing victory. Everybody on the crew burgers on Monday Ooh, if that's the case. Yeah. You'll say done. I, and say I wouldn't less. even. I wouldn't even. Let's go buy me a Ford Lightning. Be easy. No. But no. Say, even if that no. does happen, that does not. <laughs> no. that, that does not give me confidence <laughs> about 
erasing what happened in week five. Yeah. Like you could you could go have your best performance in, in a long time, maybe of that. all time, maybe of all time, and it will not kind of qualm all the concerns yeah. that I have from week five because that team still existed and that with this personnel grouping that they have mm-hmm. right now. So um, it, it's it would it would never unless they go in into San Francisco in the playoffs and beat them, then obviously there's no reason to care about week five mm-hmm. anymore. But that's the only thing that would like take that concern out of my head. And I appreciate that. I, I really do. I really appreciate that because I know a lot of people will like to write off losses and say, oh, you know, it was just a hiccup. Not no, that no, one. No, 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 no hiccups. I'll write off Arizona. I'm not. I and I understand not. Yeah. I, I I because of the three offensive linemen being out up front. It was the first game you didn't have Trayvon Diggs. It was a lot of things you were working around. I can write off that one. I look L. Okay. San Francisco can't write that one off. Okay. Yeah. All right. How do you feel about the offensive line situation right now? Not perfect. Better than most teams in the NFL, but not great. Yeah. I I would agree with that. There's 31 other teams that are also struggling with their offensive line. Look mm-hmm. at Kansas City against Denver yesterday. <sighs> That was wild. Uh, yeah, it's not perfect, not not perfect. But there's still there's still guys up there that you can rely on. Chuma Adoga going down wasn't great, but you got to see a rookie that you drafted for that reason to be depth on the offensive line and awesome Richards step in. Haven't watched the all twenty two on Richards mm-hmm. specifically yet, but I'll go back and watch it see what he did. I thought he at least in real time looked okay. Wasn't perfect, like I said. But this he was okay. A, this is a question that's going to probably ruffle a little feathers. Ruffle. Say it with your chest on a Monday. I'm going to say it with my chest on a Monday. Is Zach Martin still Zach Martin? Yes. Be honest. Yes. The same Zach Martin that you expected to come into this season? Yes. No. But it's not. I'm not saying, is he, yeah. has he fallen off? I'm not saying, no. is, he, is everybody else the same level as him? Correct. He's, he's 85% of what he used to be, but he's not 100%. I agree. And, and maybe that's because he's still dealing with some injuries. Because remember, Possibly. early in the season, he was dealing with some things. He may not be on the injury report, but everybody's dealing with things. Absolutely. Maybe that that, that plays a factor to it. Maybe the fact that he's going into his uh, 33, 34-year-old season, and maybe that plays a factor into it. I, I don't think he's 100% Zach Martin, and I you agree. can't watch the film and tell me otherwise. I mean, I, you can tell me he's still really, really good, because yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. But his, he's not. His eighty five percent is better than most people. Most so let's, people. Let's not, let's not get that. Let's not get that misconstrued. But what and I'm that saying still makes is, him Zach Martin. It, mm, not not the dominant. Is Tyron still Tyron? Absolutely not. Yeah, no. Absolutely. What, not. what percentage of Tyron is left? Ooh, I don't want to answer that. Question. I mean, on right? Sunday it was zero. Right? I don't zero. It was zero percent on Sunday, right? But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, bang, confidence meter yeah. in terms of his ability. To line up and be dominant the way in which you've always envisioned him, I don't think that's the same. And I'm not saying that's a negative. I'm just saying that that's the truth. Might be the reality, mm-hmm. right? So, looking not looking towards offseason stuff, but I'm talking about looking towards your toughest assignment that you have on that front going into this week. You might be playing with your third string left tackle, and you're and you're playing with the way in which you always looked at Zach Martin. Say, okay, we're we're good there. I'm not sure that we could look at any position. On the front right now, and just fail. Okay, they're gonna, they're they're good. We don't have to worry about that one. I'm not sure if we're in that same position. Maybe anymore. Tyler Smith. That might be your only guy. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. Uh, Tyler Smith has become the most reliable offensive lineman okay. this season. As we look up in yeah. Week Eight, I'll give you that. Okay. And I'll also give you. There's been lapses in the run game with Zach Martin, but 
from when it comes to brute physicality and stacking good reps throughout the course of an entire game, I don't think anyone—I don't okay. think anyone in the interior offensive line in the league does it better than Zach Martin. Okay. And I, I still feel that way. True. And, and pass blocking for him to not even give up pressures over the course of entire games and stack those zero yeah. pressures on games on games, no one's doing that. Okay. And that's why I say yes, Zach Martin is still Zach yeah. Martin. Are there lapses? Yes, he's 32. Yes, he's battling an ankle injury. Yes, but at the end of the day. That's still Zach Martin. He's playing still at a Pro go. Bowl level. I like it. He's still a Pro Bowler. Don't Maybe not an all pro. It's just, it's just, Maybe not. It's a, I guess it's just more He'll surprising than anything because this dude has been a doggone just, I don't even know. He's a juggernaut. Yeah, he's he's been that dude, right? He's been perfect. Yeah. And and that's the thing is now he's just not, not perfect. perfect. Yeah, it's like, anymore. <gasps> it's like you see he's him still really like, good. Oh, my gosh. You messed up Isaiah because <laughs> you've been coming out with this Aaron Donald tank, and every uh, every time that uh, Zach Martin has a good game from here on out, I'll be like, you know, somebody on the show was saying that Zach Martin is not a dude. You, yeah, you messed You're up. Gonna get, uh, you really messed up. I was very selective with my wording. Very selective. I remember. Very selective. Zach Martin is gonna <laughs> pancake like a 38 year old Fletcher Cox next week, <laughs> yeah. and then you're gonna get the mentions hey, all day long. I'm gonna have a picture of it on my shirt. Just <laughs> if Zach Martin ooh, picks ooh. up big, I call him Big Baby Days of Davis. And puts him on his back. Ooh, yeah. I'll give him some. I'll give him some of the stars. <laughs> give back. him some of the stars. <laughs> like, 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 I respect that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I, this is such a fun week, and and we said that going into the 49ers week, and it didn't end up as fun as we thought it would. But I would love, and we're pretty close. We're fortunate to be pretty close to being this. I would, I would love to be a fly on the wall all week long in these meetings and in the the locker room to be able to, to just hear the conversations. Can flies here? Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I would love to just hear the conversations of what this the the mindset is for this team going into Philadelphia, as opposed to what it did against San Francisco, and see how it compares, how it matches up. Is it different, or is it very similar? I would love to hear those conversations yeah. as the week goes on, and we'll try and get as close to that as we possibly can here for you on Talking Cowboys. When we come back, we've got some smelly stickers yeah. to hand out. We've got plenty of them to possibly give out should be a fun one when we come back right after this with more talking cowboys they say champions are remembered but legends are never forgotten united ag and turf offers a winning lineup of john deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field legendary john deere tractors combines residential mowers commercial mowers compact construction equipment gator utility vehicles and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment united ag and turf the official ag and turf equipment supplier of the dallas cowboys visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. 
jetblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Back here with Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Isaiah, why don't you start us off on these oh. smelly stickers? Oh, I'm not picking that one. You picked that one last Not that year. one? Nope. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> no. Not going to pick that one. Who do I want to give my what you got? smelly sticker to here? Let me think it. Let me think it. Mm. Man. I got it if you if you Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. We'll flip it up. So, um... I am choosing this pineapple that's that's rolling on a bike because mm. um, a certain offensive weapon really needed to get rolling after a tough performance in, in San Francisco, and he has now stacked two great performances, including a career-best 12-reception, 158-yard day from Sedarian Lamb. So mm. since he was rolling all day, he's going to be rolling with this smelly sticker the first one of the week. There you go. Yep, yep, yep. Very nice. C.D. Lamb. Right on, right on top of the other one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to put every rolling pineapple on each of the corners of the star. That's what's going to be the next point. This one smells great, too. Oh, nice. What's the scent over there? What's pineapple. It say? Pineapple scent. Yeah. That makes sense, since it's a pineapple riding a bike. This is going to be a curveball for you boys. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Here you go, Beamer. One shot, baby. You see that face right there? Yeah. Looks like excited, huh? High Look, energy type of face. Looks pretty pumped. Who would you guys say is on his coaching staff that, that resembles this right here? Uh, uh, Dan Quinn. Al Harris. Mm, Al Har- wrong Al- and wrong. Ooh. I was thinking Al Harris in the slow-mo shot they had after yeah, Deron Bland's exactly pick. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. Bones Fossil. Ah. Giving this one to Bones Fossil, the ultimate hype man, for not only creating this this uh, special teams unit to be one of the most dangerous in the league, but these guys are now starting to figure things out. And when you start figuring things out as a special teams unit, you add a third of the game that is now dangerous. Not only that, he found a freaking gym in Brandon Aubrey that you can now rest assured of once you cross a certain portion of the field that you absolutely have three points. So, Bones Fossil, you don't get enough credit. That is you, sir. There it is. This is a Bones Fossil uh, group chat fan club. Is it? This is, that's exactly the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we is. love ourselves some Bones Fossil. All right. I, I, I lied to you, Isaiah. I went back to it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I went back to the lollipop, and there's a reason on this, okay? Do you know the history of this? No, he doesn't, I, oh, and I don't, don't think, think we need I to bring to. it back Check up. It down, if you do remember to. that, down, Cowboys OT, or OG <laughs> family, good. talking Cowboys fam, uh, you can tag Nick in the video. Yes, please tag make it, Nick. Make it happen. I almost made a bad joke, too, so you, you, you need could. to roll with this. Yeah, you need to hurry up and roll with this. Okay, anyways, on this lollipop, there are seven twists. There's seven of them, seven different rings, okay, along the way. Please. 
There, there were more twists on the lollipop than there were incompletions for Dak Prescott, who had just six incompletions, and he had four touchdowns yes, in the matchup. So there we go. <laughs> we can't. We, we're, we're like 12. We're, we have a combined age of 12. Are children. Oh, gosh. Dak Prescott gets my smelly sticker, and it's for good reason. He was surgical. I, if I would have had a smelly sticker that was like a surgery knife, I would have taken that one. It looks like one. He was, no, it doesn't. He was surgical uh, in the way that he destroyed the Rams defense. He was fantastic from the jump. So I'm going to give this one to Dak Prescott, and he deserves it. Congratulations, QB1. Congratulations. Somebody on the text line, if you want to give us your smelly sticker votes, you can go ahead and text that in as we can. Oh, man, I just took off my sunglasses. That was a bad idea. Somebody called in and said (laughs) said they wanted to give a smelly sticker to Kyle because – of his, because of his 40-burger prediction. <laughs> so that's KY right there. That's me that's right really there. Put it on the helmet, Can we put that on there? You want to put it on yeah, there? Yeah, let's put it on there. Let's put it on there. Let's that's that's it. Just put it over like the warning sticker. Let's put it in it. like a not-so-fun spot. Let's put it right in the back. Let's put it, yeah, right in the back. Put it, let's put it right in the back. Right over the... Yeah, that's you, Kyle. That, you deserve it, sir. <laughs> Thanks, man. You deserve that. The Look first, at that. That's the first uh, host smelly sticker. It I'll is. even... Look at that. That's so Smile for the picture. That's perfect. How about that? That's perfect. Should I make the... You do the face. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Smelly stickers every week after the Cowboys get a victory. It's our way of giving out our players of the game. We'll have Johns tomorrow. We'll have the fans tomorrow, too. Text it in right now while you've got an opportunity. Cowboys text line 817-290-3200. Nine, eight. We'll be back tomorrow with a talk in Tuesday. We're going to answer your questions on the phone line. We're going to talk to Cowboys Nation. It's This one's going to be a fun week, everybody. Okay, so buckle up. Be sure to tune in 9 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday for more Talking Cowboys with Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long here from the Star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. Cowboys beat the Rams 43-20, the final score in Week 8. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?